Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. It's your girl, Sandra, ready to do our first match preview for you guys. And I'm here with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator. Claire, how are you doing today? Ooh, ooh, it's soccer time. It's spring time, <laughs> it's dude. It's time. We are recording this on a very nice day. It was beautiful weather today. I was walking to Jewel today and I accidentally joined a pub crawl. Accidentally. Well, it was an accident, but they were everywhere. When the weather's out, yeah. get yourself into a pub crawl. <laughs> Support your local Chicago pub crawl, kids. But yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, I, it gets nice out and we don't know how to act. That's a trend it's true. here. I mean, the first thing I did was stop and try to get some beverages for Claire and myself so that we can have a good time to record this podcast because we're in the zone. Yeah. Uh, we're hyped up like everybody else out there. NWSL is back. And the Chicago Red Stars have a big match uh, to open up the season against the reigning champions, North Carolina Courage. Dun, dun, dun. Right? Uh, or as Danny Colaprico and Katie Johnson said during the interview that aired last week, you got to play them anyway. So why not just open up? Right? Got to play them. So why not first? Just I did say I did say to Sandra before we started that at least it wasn't the dash again. <laughs> you know, that would have been I think after a while that that loses its I don't know, loses its luster. And it you're does. like again. Yeah. OK. Yeah. You know, keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to start with those fake rivalries and nothing is better. Right. Than a fake rivalry. Sofia Huerta will play against the Chicago Red Stars at some point this season, but not not day one. <laughs> Hold on. Just hold on for that one, guys. Yep. But we're recording this this podcast uh, shortly before we get an official uh, roster for the Red Star. So what we're going to do to start before we get into the nitty gritty of talking about what we want to see out of that match is a hypothetical roster for the Red Stars that we might see going into this match. And for preseason, we saw a lot of players. We did. Listen to, if you listen to our, our episode – Last week, a lot of newbies out on the pitch, sort of uh, forcing coaches to look at things. And also a lot of veterans, you know, saw their time in very specific increments. Uh, Three games in seven days, you want to try to give everybody X amount of time, I would imagine, before heading into into this stuff. But I I would imagine we're going to see a roster that, We've seen in the past, you know, you have uh, Alyssa Nair, probably Emily Boyd at the goalkeeper uh, position. Probably likely to see uh, Tierna Davidson as a defender, Casey Short, Aaron Gilliland. We might see a new name. I, I wouldn't mind seeing somebody like Kayla Sharples you sneak into this roster. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. So we're just on defenders now. Just, yeah, 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 I see. I, I picked up what you were doing here. Uh yeah, I think defensive depth is going to be really important with the likelihood that um, Julie Ertz, Tierna Davidson, and Casey Short are all probably going to the World Cup. Obviously, we don't know that for sure, but that's likely. So they're going to have to really – we even saw it during the Portland tournament. We weren't there for the last game, but they were really stretching that defensive depth there at the end. So, um, yes, I think Sharples – I mean, I, I'll go on record. I think Sharples is going to make the roster. Could be wrong, but I – think that um she played quite a bit and she showed uh that she has room to grow for sure but she um has kind of an immediate tenacity that I think 
has her ready for that that level at least when it comes to the intensity of play um we also saw hannah davison play a little bit um especially against the rain and she's someone who i i think she'll be involved in some way i don't know if she'll make the main roster if she'll be a practice player but i would anticipate seeing her be involved they just need defenders they need a ton of defenders so i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those players got looks yeah no i agree i mean it's it's nice to have the the names like davidson to add on Tina Davidson add on into this, but you're going to have like the regulars like Brooke Elby, mm-hmm. Sarah Gordon, Christina Muriel. You're going to see Elby's uh, Katie one though. Norton. It seems like in certain scenarios they might push her forward a little bit. So. Yeah, we saw her play in the middle a little yeah. bit dur- so during preseason. Yeah. Um, but I think having a a good defensive core and a World Cup year, I think, is going to be very important. They're just going to need, yeah, just when it comes to work bodies. Load, they need bodies. Yeah, it's <laughs> so true. Need they just bodies. need bodies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as far as, far as uh, we're going to move into to midfielders, uh, Morgan Bryant, Danny Colaprico, Vanessa DiBernardo, Julie Ertz, I'm going to throw in there, uh, Alyssa Motts, Nikki Stanton, and Aaron Yenny, who got a contract at the end of last year there, uh, Michelle Vasconcelos, those are probably the regular people that we uh, will likely see. Yep. Uh not too sure. I'm going to throw her out there now. I'm not too sure. Maybe she would be listed as a forward and or midfielder, but Maria Sanchez I think is someone who right. has – earned a position in this roster yeah I think for sure I mean we were talking about this before too uh this is a, a cute little thing Vasconcelos officially switched to seven today they put out uh in their you know one week before the season starts and we all know who was playing 15 in preseason and it was it Maria, was Sanchez, Maria guys. Sanchez so um so yeah I think she's big in their plans I think well it, the the thing that stands out to me when you say that is less whether or not Sanchez is going to make the roster because I think that she is but it's more just who's going to be a midfielder and who's going to be a forward for the team. Cause I think it's going to be really interesting to see who gets pushed forward. If they play a four, four, two, or if they play a four, three, three, again, this is where they have too many bodies. <laughs> so they, it'll be really, really interesting to see what formation, especially against North Carolina. Obviously they've got the box two sixes, two tens, no eights. Um, see what they decide to do. They might decide to crowd that midfield or they might try to bypass the midfield altogether, just depending on who's available. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um, I personally think that Sam Kerr plays better when she's got a buddy up there, but uh, we don't know. Yeah, no, we don't know. Cause I mean, again, cause we don't know if a player like Maria Sanchez is going to be listed as a forward or midfielder, but forwards for the most part, uh, Katie Johnson is new to the squad. Yep. So they made the trade for her. I, I highly doubt that she won't be listed be, on that opening day I'd roster. I'd be shocked. Hundred percent shocked. Uh, Sam Kerr, uh, obviously. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, Yuki Nagasato probably is going to be listed as. I feel like she's going to be listed as a, as a forward. Yeah, I think she uh, has to be. Even though she can do both. Uh, sort of play lower if, if they need her to. But but same thing with 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 Maria. I think I think Yuki and and. And Maria Sanchez are both two players that we might see listed as a forward versus versus midfielder, but not to say that that's where they're going to be used. But uh, we'll we'll see probably sometime during this week when this episode airs because uh, it's opening weekend. So yeah, and we'll I guess roster. we'll see it, the game, and I'm sure it'll be different every time. So one hundred percent, we're not going to look like fools and try to make predictions that we can't follow <laughs> up. Ta-da! Yeah, ain't no ain't no ain't no sense trying to act foolish on this podcast. But I think there also might be, I think, bodies. We're talking about having bodies in a World Cup year. I think it's also important to remember that there are certain um, 
draftees that maybe didn't participate in preseason maybe some decisions were made to, to go back to school i think there also might be something some stuff in play where players can't join the squad necessarily until maybe later into the season maybe right there have been May a couple June. i believe uh bakken i think decided to finish her senior year and i and i believe st george's, uh, st. george's probably will she's just waiting up with the club once later in she season. is able to not be an international player which she's in the process of of doing um, because they don't have a spot, they don't have an international <laughs> spot for. Her. So uh, she'll she'll join, I think, when as soon as she can. Um, and then Jenna Shachesney, um, I she's been practicing with the squad. Rory indicated that uh, during preseason. Um, she's someone who I think will be in the mix, and obviously she's a local. But I'm not anticipating her making that full roster. I think she's she needs a little bit more development to to push um, into. Yeah, and I would also say even like a uh, Zoe Gorlowski, who yeah, we saw she's a bit in one. She did as well. play a bit, yeah. She was listed as a defender. Yeah. Um, she played last year for uh, the reserve for the reserve squad. Uh-huh. So I'm not too sure what that would look like yeah. as, as far as this is this roster this year. And that's also where it just comes to roster philosophy. I don't know if the Red Stars are looking to do a full 22 plus four, or if they're looking to do a 20 plus two and then add on later. I don't I don't know exactly how, and that just comes down unfortunately to like payroll so it just depends on how they're structuring that right now and the conversations that they're having with players and this is why the red stars bring in locals Growski's from naperville uh suchesney's local um obviously sharples is local um those players have the ability for better or for worse to have conversations even if they can't be offered contracts immediately yeah i think i think the the offseason announcement where there was going to be quote unquote expanded rosters up to a minimum of 20 with potentially four supplemental players mm-hmm. for teams to sort of be able to pull in and out of the season in a world cup year, I thought was good. I think it maybe, depending on the club is giving a team and organization certain options that maybe they didn't have before, but also this is, the NWSL entering its seventh season. There are some teams out there that have had players um, on their rosters for multiple years. And those type of players, you can't really sort of offer a certain amount of money versus veteran money. I like that we're getting to a point in NWSL season where we can start talking about veteran money. So I'm hoping that the teams out there can – sort of be able to keep their rosters intact, you know, in a year that's not expansion, in a year that is a World Cup year, and sort of be able to treat their veterans as such. So Yeah, you don't want to jerk people around, right? So I think that there's a lot of care that goes into that, especially when you might need to be bringing a lot of people bodies just bringing bodies in. <laughs> the theme of this year's season let is the just bodies, bodies hit the floor <laughs> just bodies you need them yeah they're probably gonna hit the floor yeah. and you need other ones uh-huh bodies but North Carolina Courage, previewing them in their squad, I, I think it's going to be pretty similar to the Red Stars in the sense where they're going to have the usual suspects named to their roster mm-hmm. heading into this opening day weekend. And I think that's going to present a pretty interesting first match because I think similarly to the to the Red Stars, there's a handful of national team players that they have, just right. like the Red Stars have had a handful of national team players sort of in and out of uh, international camps. So when we were in preseason, 
it was evident that the national team players on any squad, whether it was the Thorns or Rain FC or Chicago Red Stars, the national team and international players looked uh, much more uh, in shape, just game time ready versus maybe some players who hadn't been playing match minutes in a while. So I think this opening day match is going to be probably maybe one of the more competitive ones that we'll see over the weekend. It should hopefully be a really good game. This season is so weird because we've got three games with the U.S. Nationals, probably more with the other internationals, but we don't know for sure. But based on prior um, experience, Australia likes to keep players with their clubs a little bit longer. I don't know. Um, you know, f- those are the those are the ones that will affect the the Red Stars. But you know, the Courage have obviously a very they have uh, Brazilian players. Um, and uh, they have Abby Erseg, who's very important to them, too. So they're yeah. going to have, like, probably a staggered timeline of who they lose. None of this is important for this weekend. But the first three weekends will matter, but they also won't. They'll maybe be previews for what we'll see at the end of the season. But playoff spots are not going to be won in these first three weeks. They're going to be won in this grind during oh, the yeah. World Cup. I, th- and, I think it, and, and it doesn't matter how good you are if you're not doing that work. So I don't know. It'll be fun. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know really what to think about it. No, I would agree with you. I think history has shown that um, the season isn't locked up in the first right. you know, five to six and weeks. And Chicago famously are pretty season. slow starters. So. I mean, Chicago is that kind of team. Yeah. They find themselves at the that top of the tier yep. towards the end of the season. They do. But, you know, they've worked relentlessly to try to get there they last year for example they they literally drew their way into the playoffs they did um so i believe we spoke a bit a little bit about this in in last week's episode but i I just i'm gonna echo it again here just to piggyback off of what you said there's gonna be a lot of teams out there that look like they're still playing in preseason because maybe they didn't get a ton of games under their belt Maybe they only were able to play against collegiate teams, mm-hmm. and it's not the same as playing against professional teams. Yep. So it's gonna there's gonna be some games out there that feel kind of a little bit preseasony still, but I don't know if this game is gonna be one of those games just because <sighs> of the number of players that have been involved in camps and maybe were even involved in this preseason yeah. spring invitational. And like the courage dropped four on Orlando a couple weeks ago. Like they're gonna be they ready gunning man. They ready. Oh, they scare me so much. They ready. They are ready. But I think the rest of us might be ready too. Yeah, it'll be good. Obviously, these are, I mean, uh, we say this. I think that the team that matched up against, that historically has matched up best against North Carolina over the last three years has been Chicago. They play each other really well every time. Um, yeah. Chicago got points off of North Carolina once last year. Um, no, <laughs> whole, twice. Twice. A whole twice. They twice. A yeah, whole twice exactly. Times. They only lost North Carolina. Well, yeah, not counting the semifinal. But um, <laughs> and that and that also. But that that game also indicated. I mean, we talked about this. Chicago shook them a little bit during that semifinal. You wouldn't look at it if you looked at the you know the scoreline. But North Carolina respects the Red Stars a lot, and especially if and we can get into maybe this is a good segue. Um, if Chicago can put together their choice starting 11 um i think it's going to be a really good game yeah players that i'm uh of the opposition that i'm looking forward to to seeing slash also hoping they don't have amazing games uh, obviously crystal dunn i love uh watching her play 
uh, being able to analyze some of her games. You know what's weird is I keep forgetting that she even plays for them. She's that good. She's that great. <laughs> I'm just like, she's, I, it's like she, it's one of those things where it seems ridiculous to me that North Carolina would also have Crystal Dunn and therefore my brain keeps rejecting it oh. as a possibility. And yet there she is. <laughs> uh, Crystal Dunn was MVP caliber. Yeah. Last year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in every way, shape and form, both for club and country. Mm-hmm. But that's a different pod and a different conversation. True. But Crystal Dunn is definitely a player uh, that I enjoy analyzing and watching. And uh, she is absolutely 100% a player who uh, was a pain in the butt for the Red Stars last year. Uh, anytime you saw some playmaking happening, movement off the ball, Crystal Dunn was likely involved in all of that. I think an interesting opening day note to make is that Stephanie LeBay is likely it, well it's going to be is going to be, yeah. be starting in yeah for for uh goalkeeper because Caitlin Rowland has uh, suffered an injury mm-hmm. and she, Paul Riley coach Paul Riley has gone on record saying that she's going to be out for about six weeks right yeah so opening day I think it's going to be, be Steph LeBay who has had some good games against the Chicago Red Stars yeah absolutely when uh when the Red Stars weren't hitting uh the post against the spirit Steph LeBay was saying yeah. He's a, he's a great goalkeeper yeah yeah so it's uh it's good to see her back in the indian Bissell, and it's uh, it's a little bit ironic that it's going to be that first game against the red stars it's also just like of course that goalkeeping situation just worked itself out everyone was like what's going to happen day one when both of these keepers want to play well rolling got hurt so yeah no it's, it's going to be good stuff do you have any predictions maybe you think how this game's going to go i think oh that's a good question um I think if the Red Stars are going to get a result, it has to be low scoring. Um, 1-1, 2-2, 2-1, that sort of a situation. Um, I think, oh, man. Again, I don't want to be too much of a downer, but I think that the Courage could score early and then it could be kind of rough going. Um, Yeah. Maybe like a rough first half, better second half, something like that. Uh, Predictions, I'm going to go optimistic. I'm going to say 2-2 draw you're going high i'm gonna go real low you think it's real i mean it could just I'm be gonna, so ugly. i'm gonna say it's a draw right. i'm gonna it's, say it's, it's a just one, gonna one be, draw it's gonna be preseason it, they're gonna punch each other in the face the psycho in me wants to say zero zero it all might. out goalkeeper battle yeah it could a listener against it, yeah Steph right. Bay. yeah zero zero you're right i'm thinking maybe mid-season form i think you're probably right i think it could be real low we'll see and it'll be frustrating because it'll be such a good game yeah and people will be like, how is nobody scoring? Right. And it's because these goalkeepers are amazing. Yeah, right. Which uh, I don't really like to talk about the national team on this podcast, but there was a national team game the other day featuring Sam Kerr against the Red Stars. It's true. In USA versus Australia. And I thought Alyssa Nair had an awesome game. She had a goalkeeper assist. She did. She can do that. Uh, yeah, people – yeah, people – say a lot of things about a listener but she can drop him on a dime if she wants to she did that in um 2017 20 oh gosh either the 2017 or the 2018 she believes cup there was a goal against germany yeah that she she didn't get the assist on it officially but that was her she her distribution did that oh so yeah she can do it yeah a listener yeah. hashtag she does that she does that yeah right <laughs> Shout out to supporters group Chicago Local 134 because they are planning a season opener trip to North Carolina to go and support the Chicago Red Stars this opening weekend. So if you want to 
link up with them and try to make that happen you could do that follow them on all their social media channels you can find them on twitter on facebook i believe on instagram hit up their website they have a link where you can go it's uh, chicago local 134.net backslash travel and you can get all the information there they've got the game time listed for you guys ticket link all kinds of good stuff mm-hmm. uh so hopefully there's a nice turnout for that because that's that's fun that's we'll awesome um yeah away support is really really cool and it's actually something that i think the nws it's developing you know with every year i think a supporters group get more or get more organized and able to do that and i think that that's a really fun element to uh to the game so i love that they're doing that yeah no same for sure they can tell us how the drainage is down there exactly hit them up guys and let <laughs> us know what's going on with that drainage system. yeah is it does it drain is it still awesome yeah Although I hope there's good weather. Well, yeah. Hopefully they <laughs> yeah. don't need it. But if they do need it, we'll have eyes on the ground. We'll have we'll have eyes on the ground. <laughs> we'll have sources, you guys. But right after this game, the next game for the Chicago Red Stars is their home opener at the newly branded Seat Geek Stadium in Bridgeview, Illinois, mm-hmm. on 420, baby, against Portland Thorns. Some, uh, some cool that has to happen before right. this home opener happens yes. is a kit reveal. Right. We have not yet seen the Chicago's Red Stars home kit. Uh, details have been vague, but sounds like based on everything the front office has said, they're super stoked about it. Not a lot has been said, yeah. but I feel like clues have been given. Clues have been given. Yeah. Season yeah. ticket holder boxes have been sent. Mm hmm. And people are definitely hyped because they are definitely taking their photos, posting it on social media. Yeah, there's a vibe, right? There's a buzz. There's a buzz. There's a buzz about it. So good stuff out there. I mean, I'm sure if you check the mentions and stuff like that, you could sort of maybe see some of the season ticket holder boxes that are out there. And if you're not a season ticket holder already, you're missing out on those kind of cool perks. Yeah, and like just to spend a moment on kits, obviously like, uh nwsl clubs don't always have the opportunity to do kind of wild stuff with their kits just because they're dealing with nike and they have certain templates and there are budgets in play and all of that sort of stuff um so i love that chicago is adding some drama to the home kit launch i think that's super fun i think that um kit fashion is like one of the most underrated things of being a soccer fan because when they're good they're really good so um i'm excited to see what comes out yeah, for sure, especially for a club like the Chicago Red Stars that I, I think has sort of been able to set some trends. The aesthetic is already so strong. For a, for a very, very long time, yeah, the absolutely. Chicago Red Stars yeah. had not only a primary logo in the form of a crest, right. but they had they were a team that had like secondary crest, mm-hmm. and they were a team that straight up had a Civic logo yeah. as one of their forms of branding the whole branding concept from inception when it comes to how it relates to the city and the colors and all of that sort of stuff has always been so good it's so strong it's so strong that you see other teams cop it all the time <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so, with, uh, which was, i think we're sort of seeing with some of these fully custom yeah kits. right like some there's some teams out there they're like wait a minute yeah. we could do this kind of stuff right let's do it yeah exactly so i'm really excited to see what the red stars have have planned for that to uh yeah set up hopefully what'll be a kind of a rockin' home opener against the thorns yeah so i think it's nice that there's going to be the back-to-back sort of uh reveal mm-hmm. that's going to take place uh if you're a season ticket holder you know about that if you're not 
you're lost again. Why aren't you season ticket holder? What's wrong with tickets? you? Yeah. And then it's leading right into a another heavyweight match. They're going from North Carolina back here to Chicago, and then they're going up against the, against the Portland Thorns. And we're gonna have more for about that match when it takes place, after it takes place, and we'll recap that for you guys as we start to get into the full swing of regular seasons where we hit you guys with previews. It's and really we happening. We made it. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. I'm so happy that season is back. It's going to be a weird season. There's going to be some weird soccer, um, but I'm so. Uh, yeah. I hear there's a World Cup this year. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be guys. There's going to be some trash, but <laughs> it's our trash and we love it. So that's right. Yeah, Can't nobody talk about that trash <laughs> exactly. except Chicago. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Chicago trash is the favorite trash. Yeah. Uh, before we go, do we? Want to talk who we think is going to play on Saturday? I will ask you your starting line prediction. Okay. You want to just do it Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that seems relevant, right? Yeah. Yeah. Without any confirmation of these official rosters, mm-hmm. who do you think is going to be in the starting 11 come opening weekend, Claire? Um, well, I think it really just – I mean, so – the thing with the Red Stars is always just fitness at the beginning of the season. Um, I was thinking, I was just thinking about this. Like last year, at this point, we had had Casey Short and Julie Ertz get banged up internationally, and then Di Bernardo had a rough uh, preseason tournament and all of that stuff. And would you like me to rephrase that? If everyone is good to go mm. who do you want to if see everyone's that, good to go yeah. who's on that opening day yeah yeah, yeah right because because the context here is obviously uh john halloran put a long piece out about how morgan bryan's doing right now and i know she's playing with the team but we don't know exactly where she's at vanessa di bernardo hasn't featured a lot in preseason we don't know exactly where she's at um no panic i think it's all relatively normal in the timelines of whatever but it's just we don't know who's going to be good to go for a full 90 um I mean, full roster's got to be, what, Nair, uh, Short, Davidson, uh, Naughton, uh, Gil, uh, Wright. Um, that is what we were – Julie Ertz – Rory said on record that Ertz is going to play in the midfield for at least those first three games. Um, just, you know, got to gotta play ball a little bit. She's a midfielder for, for now. We'll see how it what happens when she comes back. Um, so I think Julie Ertz will play in the midfield. I think Danny Colaprico will be in there. Um, full strength. Oh, you know what I do? I do a 4-3-3. And I do uh, Di Bernardo. I, oh, gosh. Actually, no, that's really tough. If I could, and all, all love to Morgan Bryan, I would do Di Bernardo, Ertz, and uh, Colaprico in the midfield because I can't believe for one second that Julie Ertz wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then up top, I would do Kerr, Johnson, and Nagasato to start and then be relieved by Sanchez maybe at the half. Yeah, I'm going to just completely say ditto to that because yeah. I think if any if these players are in a good place to go on opening day, I think that's probably one of the better starting lineups that we're going to see yeah. throughout opening weekend. I would love to see Nagasato uh, sort of help set the tone mm-hmm. and create the chances. Yep. And then get some real players, fresh legs like, in there. Off the bench yep. and maybe help sort of clean things up. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not 
gonna keep this going any longer. I'm just gonna say I agree. Uh, cheers and health and happiness to everybody. Regular season is back. Happy to be back. Make sure you listen to us week to week because we're gonna be there for you guys this season. So stay good. It's nice outside, baby.